Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart and putting them back together again. And today we're doing one of our, I guess, increasingly less rare, but still sort of uncommon putting things back together again episodes. And with me today is Ted Min from Amazonians United uh, to talk about different kinds of union, union workers organizing um, and the work that y'all have been doing. So, Ted, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So... All right. One of the things that, that I wanted to talk about right off the bat is that Amazonians United is running a very, very different kind of organization than a lot of the union efforts that we've talked about on the show and a lot of the sort of like, I guess, classical or sort of business union model stuff that, that you know, we've, 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 we, you know, then, then what you see in the press and then also that we've been covering. So I wanted to start off by asking you about solidarity unionism and how it sort of differs from other kinds of union organizations and sort of campaigns? Sure. I think it's pretty simple, actually. I think solidarity unionism is workers who believe in ourselves. And by that, I mean, 
It's workers recognizing that we don't need someone to save us um, when, because we are the ones doing the work. We know how to run our workplaces. We know how to uh, do it best. And we also deserve uh, the, 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 the wealth that we produce. And so um, solidarity unionism to me is uh, building organization with each other where the fabric of our organization is our relationship and our uh, solidarity as coworkers engaging in struggle against um, bosses, managers, owners, um, everyone that's that's telling us what to do while uh, taking the lion's share of the wealth that we create. Um, and it's by uniting, coming together around issues that we care about, taking direct action in the workplace, um, building our confidence and our strength and our consciousness um, and our organization that to me is solidarity unionism. Uh, it is distinctly different from business unionism, which is the dominant form, mainstream unionism, or, you know, legalistic unionism, whatever you want to call it. Um, that model that has been failing for several decades um, actually is predicated on a deep distrust of workers. Uh, the disbelief that workers can organize ourselves, run our own workplaces, represent ourselves, defend ourselves and each other. Um, and in business union, and I mean, you know, you, you, <laughs> you see the ads when they're posting uh, for union staff job. Come lead these workers. Come come join this union and lead. these yeah. workers. <laughs> you're not even a worker in the workplace. How are you going to lead someone in there? Yeah. You know, you're you're a lawyer. You're uh, you know, you have a different professional expertise. You're not moving the packages with us from inside, with from within the uh, the, the warehouse. And so, um, yeah, I think that's that's the main difference to me of the model. Do you are you a worker? Do you believe in workers? Do you trust and have faith that workers, we ourselves, can build our own organization, lead ourselves, um, and uh, and win. Or do you think workers need to be led, need to be represented, need to be told what to do, um, need to pay you to go and save them? Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, I believe in workers, so I'm a, I'm a solidarity unionist. Yeah, and, and I think we were talking a bit before the show about this, and I think there's there's a lot of aspects about this that are, I think, very powerful in you know, in, 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 in sectors of the economy that haven't been unionized and haven't, or unions ever treated from, or people who were never sort of organized in, in, to begin with. And I think that's, you know, something that there's, 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 there's this problem that happens like with, with a lot of unions where, you know, you, you, you get, you get this sort of bureaucratic structure that builds up and the bureaucratic structure that builds up like doesn't have doesn't necessarily have the same interests as the people in the union, and that's a real problem. And you get these entrenched, like you know, you, you can get these entrenched caucuses, you control unions, and you get this this sort of proliferation of of these people. And and I think this this was part of why a lot of the sort of the the anti union 
techniques that you saw in like the sort of anti-union purges in the 80s. You, I mean, you, you've been seeing them for a while, but like why they started working in the 80s was that like, you know, when, 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 when someone like starts ranting about union bureaucrats, right? Like there, there actually, like there actually was a divide there. Like there, there, there was a sort of like, I guess like, like there, there, there was a sort of like a, 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 a kind of fundamental class difference, which I, I think has a lot, I mean, also has a lot to do with, you know, it, when, when you get into your sort of like, more more revolutionary context that that has to do with why a lot of unions when you know France is infamous for this right like France has had these giant like communist trade unions and every time a revolution started the trade union just like sits there and does nothing and yeah and you have to sort of ask yourself like okay so why is this happening and I think yeah like solidarity unionism it, it has it has a lot of answers to this sort of I, I guess you could call it like there, there's there's a, there's a sort of like right wing critique of unions that has to do with. Like, well, okay, so we don't want workers to organize. We don't want them to have collective power at all. But then there's also, you know, but but it, the it, the reason that it works in a lot of cases is because it's able to tap into a sort of like in, in into these structural problems that a lot of unions have. And and I think so. My my understanding of of how y'all's organizing has been going, and correct me if I'm wrong, that I've been interested in is that like, un, un, unlike a lot of other campaigns that you've seen. I mean, even specifically with Amazon, but like a lot of other the the sort of the, the campaigns that are getting a lot of press, like you're not act like your goal isn't to just get like recognition as a collective bargaining unit, right? That's another key part of our key difference between solidarity unionism and business unionism. Um, in business unionism, you're you're what defines you as a union is whether you are legally recognized by the state by the NLRB, um, by the appointed government body. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is the point at which the folks in these organizations, like, are we a union or are we not? Okay. Let's, let's do an election. Let's follow all these rules that by the way, were designed to demobilize us uh, you yeah. know, a century ago, but uh, let's follow all these rules. Let's try to fight in the courts uh, to be recognized as a union. And then once we're a union, then we can fight for a legal contract that has benefited a lot of people in different ways. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, it, but that approach is different than solidarity unionism where it's like, we know our power is in the workplace on the shop floor where our power is based on our unity and numbers as coworkers. We see this when we walk out and within a month, they give us a raise. How long would it have taken to get a raise if we went for an LRB election? Yeah, it's like, it could be years How and many years. years? I mean, what, yeah. what organization are we even building in that way? And so um, our, instead of seeking legal recognition and waging our uh, 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 struggle against bosses in the courts, we are choosing to wage, uh, engage in struggle in the shop floor where we are the experts, where we have the power, where we have the organization, where we are doing the work, where that is our home turf. Um, we have more power there. Like It makes more sense to build power where we have power, not in the institutions that were specifically designed to disempower us and give large employers the upper hand. Um, all the different ways that they can manipulate how uh, uh, the votes happen, what is considered part of the, uh, uh, the voting unit, um, the contract negotiation process. I mean, 
all of these legal hurdles, I mean, <laughs> for the vast majority of workers, you'll need lawyers to be even understand how to engage yeah. in that world. That's not our world. It was not built for us to be in. It was built to control us. And so um, it just doesn't make logical sense to try to wage our struggle in that arena. Um, we should be waging it in the places that we work. And so um, that, yeah, that's, I think another core um, principle, solidarity unionism, like build power where we have it. Um, and that's the shot floor. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's something that I've seen like in, like when I was in college there, there was a big grad student union uh, organization campaign and it kind of, they they had this huge problem, which was that, okay, well, they were trying to do, they were trying to get a national labor relations board, like vote under Trump, but they couldn't do it because if, you know, because, because the national labor relations board was controlled by just like the, even, even by national labor relations board standards, like, like just unbelievably anti-union, like, viscerally anti-worker forces it was like well if if we try to get a vote like there's a chance they could just you know like literally destroy the right like destroy the organizing rights of all grad students in the country and yeah and you get you get they did that with the nissan election or something like that yeah yeah indefinitely delayed it yeah and it's and it's you know yeah i think this this is a trap that like a lot of people even even people who are really highly organized like get stuck in where you know and then like eventually uh, the grad students just like essentially just started doing walkouts because that was, you know, that, that was the thing they could do when they started doing their own strikes, even though they weren't like legally recognized because that was the thing that you could do to, you know, actually fight in a terrain that wasn't just inherently rigged against you. The following is a high five moment from high five casino.com. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at high five casino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! You're probably careful with your personal information. But what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. 
Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back. With plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. So okay, so you've 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 decided uh, to to take to take a fight in the workplace, like on the shop floor, where where you're where you're at your strongest. What does that actually look like in in terms of actions, in terms of organization? Yeah, honestly, I think it's simpler and more rudimentary um, than one might think or that you might read about in, you know, an academic article or something analyzing. I think it comes down to, comes down to building community, comes down to building culture and the principles of the community and culture that you build together with your coworkers is one where we value ourselves and each other. We respect ourselves and each other. And that means that we fight for what is fair in the workplace. That means that we maintain integrity. Anytime a uh, boss disrespects one of us, we need to confront it. We, we need to address it, uh, if not immediately, uh, soon after in numbers. Um, it means if we're getting overworked and underpaid, and we need to strategize and figure out how do we how do we compel the employer to stop overworking and underpaying us? How do we hit them in a place that they are forced to respect? And um, as it goes in the world we are today, it's always the numbers, it's always the money, it's always the profit. So um, what that means on the day-to-day, I mean... Amazon warehouses are a very isolating place. Um, Amazon has basically uh, gigified warehouse work. You know, it's like the Uber for warehouse work. You can pick up shifts, you can, you know, extra shifts, you can take uh, uh, furlough days, you know, <laughs> we call them VTOs. Um, many warehouses, like you're, you'll work a 10, 12 hour shift, 
and you're for that entire time you're near one or two people max because we're spaced out and it's loud and there's machinery and you're packing boxes and and so um on top of that you know the everyday dehumanizing it's also um you're pushed to work faster and faster um it's difficult to have you know <laughs> deep human interaction when you're busting your ass moving you know 30 to 45 pound packages as quickly as you can um and so the 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 day-to-day -day of building and fighting in the workplace building community means uh for example every week uh we have a potluck during lunch bring coworkers together new coworkers that you know someone could start last week there's something that we hear a lot you know part of the challenge it's the turnover is so high how yeah. can you possibly organize yeah. turnover was so high um that is a specific weapon that bosses use against us. High turnover means what? It means we frequently have new coworkers, harder to build relationship and organization. Yep. It means that the job feels more precarious. So people are always uh, uh, afraid that we'll lose our job. Uh, you know, we could get fired. We could, uh, they could change uh, staffing numbers. They could close warehouses. It create, you know, as a tool, high turnover, they just, they churn through workers. Okay, who who's willing to do the most work for the lowest pay yep. and sacrifice the most of their body? Okay, if if you can't handle it, then you quit. If you can, then you stay in here. Okay, let's find the workers in society that are most able to, you know, yep. produce the most, so on and so forth. And so, uh, basic things. You know, having everyday. Uh, sometimes it's just like talking with your coworkers is something that is that they try to keep you from doing in the workplace and by engaging conversation you're already resisting that isolation already resisting um bosses trying to just control everything keep everyone divided so you know weekly pot lunches um having meetings inside or outside of the workplace coming together what are the issues that we care about um how do we bring, how do we build more unity around these issues that we know many people care about? Is it doing a petition? People sign on together. Are we delivering the petition in a group? Um, if the management uh, doesn't respond, or doesn't give us a reasonable response, uh, how do we escalate? Do we need to walk out? Do we need to take other action? Um, anytime we see a manager disres disrespecting a coworker, um, how do we you know, post up next to them, pull out a notepad, start taking notes, ask questions. Um, we're a witness, you know, how do we defend each other in all of these basic ways? How are we addressing um, and being honest with ourselves and each other of uh, just the depth of disrespect when they're waiting for us outside of the bathrooms to write us up for time off tasks, when they're telling us to work faster, when, you know, we're already on a 10 hour shift, we're on hour 10 of the 10 hour shift, they sent a bunch of people home and are forcing us to finish all the work for a small number of people. Do we continue putting up with it or do we immediately walk out or do we talk with our coworkers about what we wanna do? Just being mindful of being honest about what, how we are being treated, what is fair, what is not, and taking the necessary action to uh, uh, demand the, the fairness, the respect that each of us deserve. I think like, that's what the workplace struggle looks like um i don't yeah and i think it comes down to building that community um uh, with each other and then building the culture of not putting up with bullshit defending each other looking out for each other um there's a them there's an us um make sure you know what side you're on um 
And, you know, I think that's the, that's the foundation of it. Yeah, I think the, the, the aspect especially of culture building is really interesting to me because I think that's something that's not really talked about much with 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 organizing efforts in both I mean, because you know a, a lot of like a, a lot of what gets discussed with you know it's, it's, especially in, in academic circles when 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 you're when you're just you know when 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 you have people writing about union organizing and when even when sort of like other union organizers are writing about uh unions is that yeah you, you don't hear much about the cultural aspects and you don't hear much about just resisting the the actual like psychological degradation that you get and that strikes me i think also as as yeah as as you've been saying strikes me something that's that's very important to not discuss enough as i mean both as just something that that is a goal in itself like not having this sort of you know not not having the just sort of horrible demeaning and abusive sort of tyranny of the bosses just like existing as this kind of like normal force and then, but then also like yeah that, that it that's actually something that that is really important for anyone who's who's thinking about organizing is you know get getting people getting people to organize around just like how or getting getting people to organize around just this the sort of like the psychological degradation like I, I I think is really important because otherwise you know you you get you can get you can just get these cultures where like I mean I, I remember I had a job where I was in like we had a union but like it didn't I mean I, so I I was a, I was a temp worker so I wasn't in the union but like they they had a union and it just sort of didn't do anything and no one like and, you know, and this this was a real source of sort of right wing resentment because the union just didn't do anything and then you know everyone's getting treated terribly like by by the bosses and by sort of upper management and no one, but it never even like, it never really like just on a culture level, it never occurred to them to sort of like use the union for that because that's not really what the union was there for. It was just the sort of like, it was just this thing that existed. And like occasionally when contracts came up, it, it would appear. And I guess on, on, on that note, one of the things I was also wondering is what sort of, so for, 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 for people who are, who are interested in their own workplaces in starting doing this kind of organizing and starting to sort of, I mean, just fight back against their bosses in ways that don't, you know, either because they don't want to or because they literally can't, which I think is, is, is true of a lot of people like who, who want to organize outside of the business union model. How, how, do you, how did you all start organizing like this and what, what sort of immediate lessons do you think people should should take away and should sort of bring in bring into their own organizing in the workplace yeah um i think at the base of it is that um i guess i mentioned something like this earlier but that we we can organize ourselves um we can you know if you're talking if you have two coworkers that you're friends with and um, you say like, hey, let's meet up and talk about what's going on at work. You're starting to organize, you know. Um, and I think part of part of the damage, part of the harm that business unionism has done, and also just I don't know hierarchical organizing. Yeah. Um, 
Kalinsky and organizing. Um, I think they're all part of a, a sort of connected school of thought where it's like organizing and, you know, building a union is something that like you need to be like professionals to, or, you know, you, they're experts at it. Um, yeah, they're experts. Yeah. And then if you're not an expert, then you need to consult an expert to figure out how to do it. Um, and I think that's bullshit. I think it's, uh, if you're a worker, then, uh, you can be a union organizer. <laughs> if you're a worker and you talk with, you know, another worker about what's going on in your workplace, like you're already starting to organize. Um, like I said earlier, if you're calling a meeting, if you're, you know, and, and workers do this all the time, uh, confronting management about disrespect, you know, I think it's very much more frequently on an individual basis. But it's the matter of like connecting your issue with a couple other coworkers and then figure out, okay, well, um, what what's our next step? Well, we need more numbers. How do we, you know, how do we build more numbers? Uh, if each of us can invite one more person, that's six people. If uh, you know, if the six of us can are starting a petition, we could probably get, you know, signatures of 50 or 60, you know, like it's it's step by step and saying, if we want to build organization. We can do it from the bottom up. We can start it um, and we can figure this out. I mean, every, even within the same company, even within the same company in the same city there, you know, I work at um, a delivery station uh, in Gage Park. Other delivery stations in the city of Chicago have a completely different culture, you know, uh, the, the neighborhood that it's in. Yep. the uh, the workers that are the bosses, you know, and so even in the same company, the same type of workplace in the same city, it's going to be a different story for how that workplace is going to, you know, get united, come together, um, figure things out, build organization. And it's just anyone there that is thinking about that, 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 kind of just begins the process of putting together the basics. All right, we need to start building up some numbers. We need to start having, you know, addressing some issues that people care about. And there's always, I mean, there's always the, you know, overworked and underpaid and that's yeah. going to exist everywhere. And you yeah. can always go after those issues, but frequently there's smaller ones. Like our first issue was a water petition uh, or, 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 or at, was access to water. Um, and this is how we started as an organization. Um, basically they were taking away bottled water. They said we were leaving around too much garbage. They're saying bottled water is only there for the summer. And now that's not the summer They're whatever. They're trying to save a few dollars a day on bottled water to make us, you know, work without it. Um, yeah. And we said, that's fucked up. We're doing warehouse work. Like yeah. this is hard manual labor and it's hot in here. We need that bottled water. It's, you know, not just the uh, broken, unfiltered fountain across the warehouse that you can't even get to while you're working. Um, and so uh, just a few of us that were talking at break, was like, okay, well, there's six of us here. Well, we're kind of, you know, this is, the, <laughs> this is the break room at work. They're like managers walking around, their cameras in here, like let's meet outside uh, and figure this out. Um, so, you know, we, we met at a, at a Krispy Kreme down on like 90 third um and uh we just basically said like well how are we going to get this water we've been asking management uh you know they've given us the same reasons we need to do something bigger that that they can't ignore um how about a petition 
And so we just drafted it. The six of us, we drafted it. We went around, we got 150 signatures, I think, wow. from our coworkers of just like basic demands. We need bottled water stocked every day. They need to be, you know, filters need to be clean. We need to get them be able to uh, take a break to get this water. Um, and we delivered uh, 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 the, the, the 150 signatures to management. Um, I think it was within 30 or 40 minutes. They drove to a grocery store, bought, you know, <laughs> went to the nearest Pete's, bought every uh, case of bottle water they have, brought it and passed it out to everyone. We're like, oh, okay. Like that was, you know, people were like, that's what's, hey, we got to do a petition for this thing. We got to do, yeah. you know what, this thing, <laughs> we should probably, it, it was that, I don't want to say easy because it's definitely not easy to like, yeah, but yeah. the steps, the step by step of like, how do you begin? How do you get something started? How do you start building some unity? Um, these are steps that we have taken. These are, you know, what we think is can be applicable um, with everyone's own kind of personal tweaks based on, you know, your own workplace. Um, to start getting something going for more coworkers to start realizing, oh yeah, like we should be in more control of what's happening around here because we're the ones that are doing all the work. Yep, we're the yep. ones that are suffering the most from it. I mean, our bodies getting ground down from doing it. And so, um, yeah, I think that, I think I loop back to a previous question too, but like how we started, how you engage in the struggle and just like what that looks like for, for building building something up from nothing to something like that's what yeah. that's what we you know what i mean that's what we did the following is a high five moment from high five casino.com welcome to burger yippee would you like a hot apple pie today yes yes yeah i won Woo-hoo! so that's a yes on the apple pie i just went big time playing high five casino on my phone real cash prizes free daily rewards over 1200 games yeah! so yes or no on the apple pie Whoa! <laughs> i won again i'll take that as a yes drive around have you had your high five moment today only at high five casino.com high five casino is a social casino no purchase necessary void we're prohibited play responsibly conditions apply see website for details high five casino Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Yeah, from what I've seen, y'all have been extremely effective like at, 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 at getting management to recognize, but essentially getting them to like accede to your demands because like this, this, this kind of organizing, like solidarity union, what I'm trying to say is solidarity unionism works. Like it's not like, <laughs> like, and, and you know, and yeah, it's, it's a thing. I think one of, one of the things you're talking about is like, yeah, it's like when, like when you win, even on something fairly small, Right, and you you can show people that this works, and that like you know if 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 you actually come together on something, you can force management to do stuff. Like I think that also become becomes an important sort of like I don't know if catalyst is the right word, but it it becomes it become becomes an yeah. engine that like feeds itself. Definitely, I mean, especially for a big company like Amazon, like. I think the most common perspective, at least at the start, is like, this is such a big company. Like, what could we possibly do? They have a thousand warehouses. Like, what, you know, they could choose to close one and open another one. You know, they do this. They could suddenly, you know, and with two weeks notice, like change the schedule from an evening time to an overnight time, which is what they did to us, basically. Um, What can we possibly do? And so, you know, but I think it's like, the moment <laughs> it's like there's a on a cliff or a, a what do you call it? like the water should, a point like the moment you kind of take that first collective action and then get what you want um it's like oh wait it's not as like within this space like we can actually make our lives a lot better yeah pretty quickly if yeah. we just come together and do it ourselves and recognize the power that we have um and I think it's like that's a, one of the reasons why it works so well is because it is different from the mainstream approach, which um, bosses and these companies understand very well and can easily maneuver around, such as, oh, if we do, if, if one of our managers does something wrong, 
what will happen next is we'll receive our, one of our lawyers will receive a grievance from one of their representative lawyers and you know this business union will have this many months to respond and then we can do this and then you know uh, we'll do this paperwork and have this legal back and forth and then uh, maybe we'll address this issue six to 12 months down the line um, no disruption you know nothing to worry about um, let the bosses run amok and we'll get a six to 12 month head start to you know get maybe get a slap on the wrist and a fix whatever you need to or pay a small fine. Um, as opposed to that, that's business unionism, like as opposed to solidarity unionism, where it's like they just disrespected us in a way that like we're not trying to put up with. Like we are hurting. Yeah. We can't even finish this shift without hurting ourselves more. We're just going to group up and walk out right now. Um, they're going to figure out they're going to have to figure out how to get the rest of these packages out without us. Um, and when we come back tomorrow uh we'll see we'll see if they want to keep treating us the same way um and so it's like to me you know we we've had basic basic management confrontations where either immediately uh you know they were understaffing and we grouped up rolled into the office just like with seven of us not even like the whole shift um seven out of 50 people rolled in the office said you have too few people on the lines here you need to add extra person we've been asking you haven't um we folded our arms Within five minutes, they sent an extra person over there. They're working the rest of the shift. Um, and the in the business union approach, like I, I don't even know, like how you file a you know understaffing grievance. Like, what are the details? How does that happen? Does a union representative have to be contacted and then negotiate in some way? Um, fuck that! Like, let's just address this right now and fix it. Um, I don't want to wait for some outside activity. Let's just improve our working conditions right now by confronting addressing it um i think it just you know that's something that um the bosses are less uh, it, it's less predictable for them it's less in their control it's less in their wheelhouse um and i think that's a key reason why it, it works better yeah and i think one of one of the things the thing this reminds me of is, is it reminds me of the kind of stuff that unions used to do when they were strong like it reminds me of like yeah you're you're like CIO like sit down strike right it's like well okay if if the manager does something we didn't we don't like someone blows a whistle everyone sits down and like it's like it's that that kind of not just sort of like waiting to go through legal channels but just just like immediately taking action is like it's it's something that it's like it's it's something that worked and it's you know like that that's that's the kind of stuff that like built the built the original like labor movement and and it's really interesting to me that like because because I think there's a lot of like I think a lot of people look back at that era sort of like nostalgically and go like, well, okay, if unions were stronger, we could do this. But like, that's not really true. You you can actually just like, like you, you can do the same things that like, you know, you're like 1930s CIO was doing like, and, and, and if, you know, and you, you don't, you don't need the kind of institutional backing that, that those people had. If, if like, if, if you're organized enough in, in your, in your specific location, I, I think that's a really interesting I don't know. I'm curious if you agree with us. It seems like a sort of interesting lesson about like what happened to the labor movement where like the, 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 the more you, the more you get into this sort of like, okay, well the, the, the union is now two lawyers sitting down with each other. Right. The, the, what, what you're doing basically is like, and this is, I mean, this is, this is explicitly what the national labor relations act was, right? Like it was an attempt to get labor, labor and capital to sit down at the table and stop fighting so that they could like, 
you know, it was basically so that production could go on. And like some, 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 sometimes that, that, you know, sometimes I favor the union, right? Sometimes you'd have the president be like, like the actual, like the US president would be like, okay, you come, you like steel company, you have to like give workers the, what, what they're asking for because our steel production shut down, right? But like, you know, the, 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 the problem with that is that it's based on, like, it, it's based on at all costs trying to sort of preserve, like, it's based on all costs, like trying to preserve the labor peace. And, you know, I mean, there, there's reasons for that too. Like, yeah, like I'm not going to like, like, obviously there's, there's anytime you take a direct action, there's a risk. And yeah, like, I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to be like, like it's, it's hard to be really mad at people who don't want to go on strike because they don't like, because the, the, you know, how, how am I going to feed my family? Well, et cetera, et cetera. But like, you know, bring like have, having that kind of militancy, in, in the workplace, just, you know, without, without any kind of formal recognition, I think is an extremely powerful tactic and is, I mean, literally how the original labor movement like got built. It's difficult though. And it can be scary, yeah, yeah. Thing, you know, and it's like, yeah. I think you, you posed kind of the question or, 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 or kind of questioning the idea, like, where did how did the labor movement get to where it's at if the origins were more conscious um, in the ways that you've been describing? Um, I think that um, I mean it's it's definitely you know the risk is always there. You're yeah. always confronting the power. I mean, in the workplace, when it comes down to it, like obviously the power dynamics shift and it's more complex than, you know, bosses have more power than workers unless workers organize and workers have more power than bosses. That is true. And also, for example, on the day to day, you know, the boss can fire anyone and then you're, you know, <laughs> however you, you end up dealing with it, uh, you know, you could be out anywhere between two or 20 paychecks until something is resolved yeah. legally yeah. Um, or even through direct action. You know, there's obviously very directly uh, oppressive power dynamic there. Um, and I think that um, to speak truth to power, to directly confront it, um, of course, it's frightening. I mean, I I would be lying if it, you know, like I'm, 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 you know, talking on this on this podcast about doing this, and yeah, we're doing this. You're like, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend that like when we grew, even when we were in a 40 person mass, you know, confronting management, addressing we have everyone together. It's still like, you know, there's 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 still this power dynamic here, and we're yep. we're we're punching yep. up like it's a punch, but like it, we're punching up to someone that's like a bigger, heavier. Uh, 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 adversary and so it's like they could swing back too like you kind of got to be ready to and so um, I think that what I'm describing on a kind of like face-to-face interpersonal that moment in the workplace I think on a broader scale also exists where it's like waging an extended you know organizing struggle to be fighting this fight millions of times in many different ways and then continually trying to bring people together. You know, people move on because 
everything that's happening in life. They got evicted from their place, so they had to move to a different place far away. Okay, suddenly they had to leave the job, and they were someone that was you know, contributing a lot to the organizing. Yeah. Or something happened. Someone has a family member that, uh, you know, that they need to spend a little bit more time with. Um, everything that's happening, everything that's making, you know, reducing our time as working people to take care of ourselves and each other, like all of this, we're fighting against all of this. And um, there are definitely ups and downs. There are definitely times where it's like, dang, like we're, you know, and the, it, it seems like at times uh, uh, all of the struggles in life, like it, it's like you take like two steps forward and then two steps backwards. Yeah. And like how yeah. do we even get to And so, you know, there's definitely a difficult reality permeating everything, you know, all of the, the, the organizing wins, the, the advance that we're talking about. Um, we need to be fully honest about that and also recognize that there's still like nothing more, <laughs> there's like nothing more beautiful, powerful. There, there's no, there's nothing that feels better than the, the, that moment when you, when the power dynamic was like this, and you pull something off and it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, like you, you just did what we wanted, you know, and, and more. And then now like you're being real careful with us. Like we, we change things here. Like our lives are better concretely. Um, and we made it happen. And, uh, you know, I think those are like celebrating the wins and like <laughs> taking joy, not always thinking so far, okay, we got more to go. We got, yeah. There always, there's always more that um, we can and have to be building. And let's make sure that we're taking the time to recognize um, and celebrate each of the steps that we are um, advancing so that, you know, we, we we don't get lost in, you know, assuming <laughs> in the cycle of like seeking, uh, permanent infinite growth and organizing yeah, yeah. and being constantly stressed out about it rather than like taking those breathers, taking those moments. Okay. Like let's take this in stride. Let's do this sustainably. Let's not burn out. Um, you know, I think that's all part of figuring out how to, how to, how to make it happen. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an important, I think that that's an important thing to understand with any kind of organizing, which is that like, yeah, if, if, if you, like if 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 there's never sort of a moment in which you're reflecting on or sort of or just celebrating like the 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 goals that you've actually accomplished right you're just going to sort of be endlessly bashing your head against the wall and you know then this is this is like yeah I mean this is this is sort of a burnout machine this is a a, a way that you know it's something that also just sort of feeds despair which is that yeah like you know like yeah okay your your victory is a small victory but it 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 is a real one and that's that's something that even in the face of sort of like the cyclopean horror of like just the world that we're living in, like, no, your, your small victories do lead up to bigger ones. And yeah. And, it, you know, and getting people to lose sight of that is a, like, it's, it's a major way the system is held together by just sort of like manufacturing hopelessness, even when there, there, there are reasons for hope and there are reasons to sort of look at what you've done and go, Hey, we, we won this thing. Definitely. Yeah, and I think that's a, I guess, unexpectedly cheery for this show uh, note to end on. Uh, do you have anything else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we touched on a lot. Um, 
I guess I have a, a usual pitch or some version of it. Um, but I think um, maybe something to bring together different elements that we touched on and uh, bring in some of the cheery hopefulness and also put out some encouragement too. I think now is a time where there's a whole lot of uncertainty and I'm, uh, you know, definitely in a global week to week or year to year scale, but also on an individual level. I think a lot of individuals right now, um, likely those that are listening, um, that, that end up listening to this or um, those that are like seeing what's happening around the world. It's like, what is my role in all of this? Like, what am I trying to do? And different people are joining different organizations and, and, and trying to figure out um, how they should be living their lives, what the what principles they should be living out, how they should be applying themselves to, for example, um, combat and dismantle um, you know, uh, capitalism and, and, and uh, you know, the prison industrial complex and uh, reverse climate destruction and, and fight fascism and, you know, everything, all of the ex existential threats that we face, like what, you know, what is my role? And I think um, if, if you at all have the capacity and curiosity um, to engage in some of this deep work yourself for building community relationships, culture among, um, you know, just with workers, build, building your own organization, building your own acts of resistance, building your own forms of, 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 you know, own forms of, of reclaiming your time and, and, and minds and bodies and, build something beautiful that can, you know, be part of a broader movement that, that, you know, lifts up working people that kind of gets back what we are building and what we, what we deserve. Um, you know, think about, think about the logistics industry, think about warehouse work, yep. um, think about joining in. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's hard work. It's hard manual labor. It's hard mental and emotional work. Um, but, uh, I think this is the future of what the winning, fighting, uh, successful labor movement, um, will need. Um, and I think many people engaging in building more genuine, more worker focused, worker centered, worker run, uh, solidarity unions of our own. Uh, democratic, horizontal, bottom up. Um, I think building this way and connecting with each other, I think this is the way forward. I think this is the examples that we need. We need more people engaging in this work. We need more, uh, more of that attention, energy, and focus. Like how do we build the real stuff um, that's going to be the, the, the powerful organizational influence to transform society and, and and avert these forms of extinction and continued uh, extraction, exploitation, oppression of all of us. Um, join us. Join. Yeah. <laughs> join the struggle. Uh, get get some of these jobs. Talk to your coworkers. Build something. Uh, it's that. It's really that simple. Um, and uh, yeah, that's my that's my yeah. <laughs> everyday pitch. 
Um, so if, if people want to find Amazonians United specifically, uh, where, where, where can they find y'all? Um, so in Chicago, so Amazonians United Chicagoland um, is our name. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter. Um, those are probably where we're most active um, and where you can follow and get into contact with us, tweet at us, mess, you know, message us on Facebook. Um, if, if you're really so inclined, um, you can email us at a you chicagoland at gmail.com um but otherwise yeah just look up you know follow our social media you'll see what what we post occasionally about what's going on um and uh you know feel free to reach out get into contact ask any questions you might have um and you know let's connect let's build community yeah it is that's that's au chicago land at au chicago land on uh twitter by the way yeah yeah um yeah sweet uh Ted, thank you. Thank you so thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was really great. Um yeah, if you want to find us at uh, you can find us at uh Have It Here Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Coolzone Media in the same places. Um yeah, go 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 organize with your coworkers. Go do cool <laughs> things. Go make the world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Yippee, would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone! Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games! Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin? I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.